Welcome to Creative Codex. Today, we're going to be talking about the most disturbing painting of all time. Yeah. Now, it's nothing perverse, it's nothing violent. In fact, it's merely just a self-portrait. Or at least an attempt at one. Let me explain. Our story begins in the late 1800s with uh, one of the most beloved artists of all time, Vincent Van Gogh. On May 8th, 1889, Vincent Van Gogh checks himself into a mental asylum called St. Paul de Mousol, otherwise known as St. Paul's Mental Asylum. This asylum is located in a picturesque town in southern France, surrounded by rolling hills and olive trees, but Vincent isn't here for a vacation. Just five months ago, he had a mental breakdown which manifested as a psychotic episode, one which he told doctors later he had experienced terrifying auditory and visual hallucinations. And another strange detail about these psychotic episodes Vincent would later continue experiencing is that he could not remember what he had said, wanted, or did during them, which is especially shocking because on the night of December 23rd, 1888, Vincent cuts off his own ear. Yeah, heavy stuff. We explore all of this in its full context on episode 23 of the Creative Codex podcast. You can find a link to that below in the description of this video. In the months that follow that infamous attack, it becomes clear that whatever Vincent has is not going away. In fact, it seems to be some form of a late-onset mental illness which, even to this day, mystifies psychologists. And so, at the age of 36, Vincent checks himself into the asylum in the hopes that the monastic life and the close doctor care might provide a cure for his illness. The presiding doctor, Dr. Peyron, is especially sympathetic to his situation and allows Vincent the ability to paint indoors and outdoors of the asylum. What began as a three-month stay turns into a year during which Vincent completes 141 paintings, some of his most celebrated works, including Starry Night, Irises, Wheatfield with Cypresses, and three self-portraits, one from August 1889 and two from September of that year. All 141 paintings from that year are undeniable examples of Vincent's creative genius. All of them are filled with Vincent's signature use of warm colors and lively textures. It really is a stunning body of work, and it is all the more jaw-dropping when we consider Vincent was painting all of these masterpieces in between bouts of debilitating psychotic episodes. Yes, the presiding doctor of St. Paul's wrote this in a doctor's note when Vincent was discharged in 1890. During his stay in the home, this patient, who was calm for most of the time, had several attacks lasting for between two weeks and a month. During these attacks, the patient is subject to terrifying fears, 
and on several occasions he has attempted to poison himself, either by swallowing colors that he uses for painting or by ingesting paraffin, which he had taken from a worker who was filling his lamps. The last attack he had occurred following a journey he had made to Arlet, and it lasted approximately two months. In the interval between attacks, the patient is perfectly calm and lucid, and passionately devotes himself to painting. The contrast between Vincent's mental health and his creative genius is mind-boggling. I mean, right? It comes to a point that the staff of the asylum take away Vincent's paints and his brushes when he is suffering from these effects of the psychotic episodes. And we also know that during these periods of time, Vincent does not write any letters to Theo or anyone, um, perhaps because he is just so out of it. So there's no paintings and no letters. So we can assume that from the 141 paintings that Vincent makes during that year, all of them are when he was of sound mind. Except one. Yes. Here it is. Almost nothing is known about this painting. In fact, it was not even officially considered a Vincent van Gogh painting until January 2020. It was first acquired by the National Museum of Art in Oslo, Norway in 1910. But since then, art historians have questioned its authenticity, mainly because it does not look like a Van Gogh. Missing from it are the lively and warm colors Vincent is so well known for. Missing from it are Vincent's characteristic impasto textures. Missing from it is Vincent's signature. But these missing pieces are no coincidence. In fact, they are the evidence that this self-portrait was done while Vincent was suffering from the effects of a psychotic episode. As Dr. Peyron mentions, the after-effects of such episodes varied from two weeks to two months. An article from the site, archaeology.wiki, states, In 2014, the National Museum of Art invited the Van Gogh Museum to carry out a comprehensive study of the self-portrait, based on its style, technique, material, provenance, and unusual iconography. The researchers have now concluded that the previously expressed doubts were unfounded. The self-portrait is unmistakably the work of Van Gogh and was painted by him at the end of August 1889. The somewhat unusual type of canvas, the pigments, the somber palette, and the brushwork are all in keeping with his output in the late summer and autumn of that year. This is the most disturbing painting of all time. It perfectly depicts the debilitating effects of a psychotic episode on the very specific neurology of a creative genius. And it's not contrived. It's not like Vincent van Gogh was trying to paint something creepy paint some emaciated vampire, right? It's, it's not a work of expressionism. It's Vincent van Gogh struggling to depict himself. He's just trying his best. And that's what's so disturbing 
about it. And we know him to be incredibly competent. In just two weeks later, he paints this portrait. Compare the two, and it's no surprise that art historians may have been doubtful of its authenticity. But after six years, the Van Gogh Museum has confirmed this is him. The senior researcher at the Van Gogh Museum and professor of art history at the University of Amsterdam, Louis van Tilburg, said this. Although Van Gogh was frightened to admit at that point that he was in a similar state to his fellow residents at the asylum, he probably painted this portrait to reconcile himself with what he saw in the mirror, a person he did not wish to be, yet was. This is part of what makes the painting so remarkable and even therapeutic. It is the only work that Van Gogh was known for certain to have created while suffering from psychosis. And in case there is still any doubt that the painter who immortalized sunflowers and gave us an inspiring new view of Starry Nights is the same one who made this picture, there is one last revelation. I stumbled on this one while researching Vincent's letters to Theo. On September 20th, 1889, Vincent writes a letter to Theo to update him on his condition, but also to explain about a portrait that he is sending him. He says, Today I'm sending you my portrait of myself. You must look at it for some time. You'll see, I hope, that my physiognomy has grown much calmer. Although the gaze may be vaguer than before, so it appears to me. Now, he's not describing the one that we're exploring. He's describing another one. And then he says, I have another one, which is an attempt from when I was ill. But I think this one will please you more. And that's all we get. That's the only indication that Vincent made this painting. But it's enough. He didn't send it to Theo, and he didn't sign it. To Vincent, this wasn't a finished painting. It was an attempt. But to us, it is an invaluable glimpse into a beautiful mind, which, for a moment, is losing its grip on reality. If you found this video interesting, check out the Creative Codex podcast. It's about all the stuff we just talked about in much richer detail, and I'm sure you'll love it. Episodes 22, 23, and 24 are all about Vincent and his final three years, the time he spends in the asylum, and just all the context that we should have to appreciate his beautiful mind. Now, as a closing thought, there's one final thing I wanted to share, and there was really no proper place to do it earlier in the video. So as I was uh, getting a really close look at this painting that we were talking about, I wanted to find Vincent's signature, an indication of it, and it just wasn't anywhere to be found, because as we mentioned, it was more of an attempt to Vincent than an actual finished painting. But I did find something else that's odd. Writing. Let me explain. First, on the top left of the canvas, it looks as though there is a letter T, which may be writing that was then painted over with this self-portrait. 
And then, something even weirder. When I turned the painting upside down in Vincent's hair, it looks like this unmistakable impression of letters. If you exaggerate the colors and contrast a bit, it's, it's easier to see. There's an unmistakable capital E, something resembling an R, something on the bottom resembling the letters T-H-A-K. It is common knowledge that Vincent would occasionally repurpose paintings. To save canvas material, he would paint a new painting on top of an old one he might not have liked, let's say. But is that what happened here? Or was he scribbling words into his wet paint? I don't know. It's a mystery for another time. But if you have any thoughts or theories about that, or about anything else in this video, please leave them in the comments below. I would love to hear about them. This has been Creative Codex. I am your host, MJ Dorian. If you have enjoyed exploring the most disturbing painting of all time, please share it with someone. I'm sure they would enjoy it too. Until next time, take care of yourselves and thanks for watching.